This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I think we should start with a solution. That's what we are here. We're a solution-based program. And uh, maybe people don't know this, but usually when uh, Ironhead and I hook up uh, first thing in the morning, first thing he does is complain about the prices because he's a working man. He's an average, everyday, uh, hardworking, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, a working man, a average guy, just an average Joe. And he goes to the grocery store, he does the shopping, and he spent $8 on a dozen eggs yesterday. And that's like, uh, what do you have, six every morning in your omelets? Uh, he's, that, that, that hurts. I mean, that hits him where it hurts. But we have a solution from the Wall Street Journal today. Uh, headline, simple, by the way, Ironhead. This is not complicated. You want to save some money? You want to avoid spending um, uh, these uh, on these products and uh, breaking the bank? Here you go. Headline from the Washington uh, from the Wall Street Journal: To save money, you should skip breakfast. <laughs> How about I don't know, skipping lunch and dinner too? You know what? There it is for you. And, and I'm not uh, going to make any comments on your uh, on your figure on your weight, but uh, you want to you, don't buy eggs. Don't eat eggs. Don't eat. Ironhead, what's wrong with that? This is a solution to a problem. Why can't you do this? Just don't eat. It seems like a, the easiest choice, just not to eat. You, but. you could be like Tom Brady. That's what he does. He doesn't eat. He doesn't eat much. Uh, we'll get to that too, by the way. We know, God knows we know, Tom Brady is a weirdo, does some strange things, has some eccentric uh, methods to get in shape, stay in shape. Aaron Rodgers is even a weirder. Aaron Rodgers is a strange, lots of things Brady does. They make you think maybe I should try that, particularly if you're an athlete, the massage and the pliability, not so much the weight work, the food, the sleep, the, the, you know, the avocados, the shakes he makes. Uh, we had that long discussion with him once on the radio. And the thing that I think upset him more than anything was that people don't eat right. He went off on Frosted Flakes one day, made me feel awful because I ate Frosted Flakes every day for like the first 25 years of my life. And uh, I didn't know my parents were poisoning me with stuff like that. But Tom made it clear, that's not food. Uh, he's weird, but he makes you think, maybe I should try that. The Aaron Rodgers thing, and we'll get to it, which he's going to do very soon, is so strange and so, I can't imagine doing it for 10 minutes. I'll just, you know, why save it? Maybe we'll get to the details later. He's going to sit in total darkness for four days. It's supposed to help you vision. I don't know. I, I get the whole thing in front of me, what it's called, what it does. I can't, I will never do that. You know, go into solitary confinement with nothing, no lights, no noise, no people. They slide two vegan meals into your cell or into your room. That's it. You don't see anyone. You don't talk to anybody. You eat, eat probably, I don't know, whatever, vegetables and nuts. And when he emerges from this, he's going to have these uh, whole new, he's going to be enlightened. He's going to have an epiphany. Then he's going to decide his future. So if you're the New York Jets and you are uh, waiting on Aaron Rodgers, you have to wait until this weirdo sits alone in the dark for four days before he makes his decision. And he will be traded. I think the Packers are ready to move on and get what they can for Rodgers. And that will be awesome. That will be exciting. If he goes to the Jets or if he just comes to the AFC uh, or just any new market and plays with a whole new team, that will be huge. And we will, we, we're all in. 
we're all in and let uh, Jordan Love take over in uh, in Green Bay. That's that's exciting. Uh, but we'll get to that and and we'll get to uh, the exactly what it entails. Maybe you know maybe I'll uh, convince some people that they should try the Rogers method and sit in the dark for four days. If they told me I could do that for 10 minutes and it would help me, I couldn't do it. I couldn't sit there alone in a dark room and just think, I think it, I think I'd come out worse. I mean, come out. It's like coming out of, out of the hole. If you're Andy Dufresne, uh, you know, you just, it just, it would, it would mess me up. I, I, I think it would hurt me, but, uh, Rogers thinks it's going to help, and we will explain why. We have so much more. You know what? We have updates on the big stories, the East Palestine uh, train derailment and the uh, the tracking balloon that we shot down, the, the four UFOs we shot down, or one was identified, I guess. The other three, we still don't know. And if you haven't, if you didn't see it, they, they addressed uh, the entire Senate in like a closed-door meeting, and then when the senators came out, they had more questions than answered. They were baffled. Both parties said, we need to know more. They're saying nothing. I will, I will say this. What they're saying is just insane. They're, they're saying these might have been just bizarre, benign weather balloons or benign objects. And yet they're using Sidewinder missiles and F-16s to shoot them down. They're admitting they will probably just weather balloons, but they shoot them down anyway. How is that? How does that make any sense? And CBS has a report, which is just remarkable about the first weather balloon. I want to get to that, uh, get to that too, because it's, it's uh, informative and it's also revealing. They, this is CBS. Normally they would do everything they could to cover for the president, to lie for the president, the administration. They're turning on them. They're frustrated. They're pissed. They want to know why, we don't know what, uh, more about these objects we are shooting out of the sky. It's, it's a good question. This is such a, uh, the, uh, the, the most laughable thing is calling the Biden administration transparent. They do nothing but lie. They, they lied about the first balloon, and now they're lying about the next three objects we shot out of the sky. We'll play it for you. Nikki Haley is going to announce officially shortly that she's running for president. I can't even imagine a worse candidate. I'm starting to think Adam Schiff might, might have a better chance at the White House in 2024. I have not seen anyone, I know they're out there, who is saying, yes, that's my girl. I want Nikki Haley as president. We have two, uh, two things, two items, which might be disqualifying, one, one from Politico and one from me, I'm going to tell you why Nikki Haley could never be president. I mean, she'll never be the nominee, so I don't have to worry about uh, making a tough choice between Nikki Haley and a Democrat, but I would never support her in a primary. I don't think many people will. I don't know why she's doing this. I guess it's, I don't good career move. Maybe your speaking fees go up and, uh, or maybe she just likes the challenge, but here's what's good about it is Trump needs, you know, someone to attack. He needs a whipping boy or girl uh, Nikki Haley said once upon a time she would never run if Trump announced he was running. Trump announced he was running a while back. Now she's running. And someone like Nikki Haley, they'll try to prop her up on you know MSNBC and pretend she's a real candidate, but she's just cannon fodder for Trump. And I'm looking forward to the really vicious, nasty, stupid things 
Trump uh, will say about her. My prediction, within a day, within 24 hours, Trump will say something, I don't know about overtly racist, but we need a new term for Trump because he says really weird, dumb, stupid, childish, racist things. He says them about Mitch McConnell's wife. He calls her Jojo Coke. I don't know what. It makes up these terms and, 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 and th- that are uh, about her Asian heritage. He'll say something about Nikki Haley's Indian heritage in, in a way that only, only Trump could. Uh, we see he's, he's, tr- he's posting on truth in his own words. He called the FBI the Gestapo yesterday. I mean, I'm no fan of the FBI and what they've done to him and the people in his circle is disgraceful, but I don't think I'm ready to call them Nazis. Uh, the 45th president, he did that. He went there yesterday and called them Nazis. But uh, the, the, uh, the, Nick, uh, the thing that I can't stand, the thing that disqualifies Nikki Haley in my mind, there's lots of things, but she's just weak. She's a squish. Her opening announcement, uh, not the official one this morning, but a couple of days ago, she started off by saying, I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm you know, somewhere in between. And then she said she's going to kick back against, I don't know, Chinese aggression. And it's going to hurt because I'm going to be wearing heels. I'm saying, what? Are we really doing that? We're talking first and foremost about your skin color, your race, and then pretending you're being a woman is some big advantage in this day and age. Maybe that works. For Democrats, obviously it works for Biden officials. You have to check as many boxes as possible. Nikki Haley would be a real candidate if she were a Democrat, but Republicans, at least at this point, aren't ready to play the uh, identity politics game and say, well, she's got, she's Indian, she's a woman of color, she's a woman, you know, let's go with her and elevate her, promote her. We don't do that yet. That's a Biden thing. And each and every day, we're seeing the results of their obsession with skin color and sexuality. And it's just a disaster day in and day out. We see it with Pete Buttigieg. We'll get to him. We see it with Kamala and, of course, with KJP, which we will get to. I will tell you, this uh, the Politico thing, the reason Politico is not... uh, is I don't well, I don't want to say um, disqualifying her, but here's the here's the tweet from Politico. Was this last night or this morning? This was yesterday. Um, they said in 2001, Nikki Haley reportedly listed her race as white on her voter registration card and never publicly explained why. She's also shown a willingness to embrace some of the dog whistles deployed by the Republican Party. So the Politico was criticizing Nikki Haley because she once claimed to be white. This was fact check, by the way, on uh, on Twitter, which is amazing. Every time I see a fact check of one of these left wing outfits, it just it, it, I guess that's the uh, the Elon Musk effect. But you would not see that fact check six months ago. It's just so ridiculous. So they have boxes, white, black, whatever. And she checked white, which she's she, she's. I don't know if you have to pick one or the other, is that some kind of scandal that she picked white, but boy, we've come a long way from Liz Warren. This is a woman who's claiming to be white and they're calling her out. That's your scandal of the day. She's, I mean, look at her. She could say she's white or whatever. I mean, who cares? 
it's it's just such an it's just such a counterproductive obsession that the media and the uh, Democrats have. I don't think that's why that that is not to me why I would say she is weak and squishy and and the rhino's rhino. I'm going to go back to June 22nd, 2020, to tell you why I think she's not not qualified or why why I'm ready to disqualify her. And it has nothing to do with the Trump feud. I mean, they're going to love that on MSNBC and bring that up. And she'll be asked about it today. And what about Trump? You said you weren't going to run. You said you were going to support Trump. Um, here's what she tweets. Back in June, I don't know if any, how many people remember Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace is the complete fraud, the drama queen, uh, the NASCAR race, NASCAR driver who had a rope with a little loop on the bottom in his garage. And if you've, if you know anything about Bubba Wallace, he's going to use it for all it's worth. He pretended it was a noose. Everybody knew it wasn't a noose. In fact, Bubba Wallace didn't even see it. Someone told him there was a little loop in the rope. So he said, he went full Jussie and said, I'm going to use this. I'm going to cry. I'm going to say how hurtful it was. NASCAR being, you know, a big corporate group, uh, 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 reacted how you'd expect. They they bowed to the mob. They put on the stage of this whole ridiculous production while the drivers like touched him, put their hands on him and did like half a lap walking with Bubba to show their support because it was a rope which was used to pull the garage door down. Everyone knew it wasn't a noose. Right away we talked about it, how absurd this was. Almost every noose found is not a noose. There's, I don't even know the last time there was an actual noose. Jussie said he had a noose thrown around his neck and he left it on there. I tell you, when, when he went to the police station, he was still wearing the noose when he talked to the cops. Um, there was a noose a few months ago found at the construction site for the new Obama library in Chicago. They stopped work. They stopped construction for, for like two days to investigate a rope on a construction site. Everybody knew it wasn't a noose. Everybody know, knew it wasn't a hate crime. And yet they ran with it anyway. And I understand at this point, June 2020, everybody was bowing to the, to the BLM mob. Everybody was just rolling over and apologizing and crying and weeping and hugging. And we knew this wasn't real. Everybody with a brain. Nikki Haley knew it wasn't real. And yet she wrote, we should all stand with Bubba Wallace today against the cowards who secretly put the noose in his garage stall. Watch your back, cowards. Bubba has a bigger army than you did, than you do. Hashtag hate won't win. Hashtag we stand with Bubba. I know that was a long time ago, and uh, we all make mistakes. But this tells you what kind of person she is. This tells you that she will not stand up to these people, even when it comes to just telling the truth, the simple truth. If she's, if she's afraid to tweet out, I don't believe that's a noose, that's one thing. But she could have stayed silent. She didn't have to play into the hands of this mob. I mean, it, it, we're gonna look back someday and, and we're just gonna just be embarrassed as a country, the lengths to which we went to appease, to placate these people, these hustlers, these grifters. Uh, and and this will be a good example. She'll never be president. She'll, she'll never be vice president. 
The problem with with people like Nikki Haley and and Tim Scott, her fellow South Carolinian, is they're not Democrats. If they were Democrats, they would be the only candidates because they check boxes, because they are people of color. But I think, again, it's been such a disaster. The The obsession with identity politics has been such a disaster on a daily basis that people, at least for one election cycle, I think, are not going to use that as, as criteria for their candidates. They're not going to say, well, she's a woman and she's a person of color, Tim Scott, he's black. You know, let's elevate him. Let's promote him. Let's give him the edge over whoever, DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin. I think the white men, you know, the straight white men who have no chance in the Democrat Party anymore, they do have uh, hope as Republicans and not just because Republicans are not obsessed with identity politics, but we've seen firsthand what happens when nothing matters except a person's skin color or, or sexuality. We've seen it with Mayor, Mayor Pete, an absolute disaster as a secretary of transportation. We'll get to him. We've seen it again with KJP and uh, and Kamala. You want to go there? You want to pick someone just because she doesn't have a penis and then hope she's mildly competent? I don't think so. And I don't think any Republican, I'm, again, I mean, I, I follow lots of people on social media. I watch lots of cable news. Nobody supports her. Nobody's passionate about her. Nobody's enthusiastic. And you watch today. It'll be just like that announcement. It'll be all these these platitudes. The, the the campaign commercial or whatever it is, the announcement she made was just one cliche after another. But all the things she's overcome and how she's a woman, how she's a in Indian heritage, and uh, you know, nothing nothing excites you. Nobody's going to be excited about Nikki Haley. And if she's up on the debate stage with Trump, he is going to eat her alive. It will probably be. He'll probably go over the line again today. Get ready. There'll be a truth social post and it'll be something colossally Trumpian and, uh, and people on CNN and MSNBC will eat it up and you know, they'll, it'll backfire on Trump, but it won't help Nikki Haley. Well, I don't even know why, like who's this on the comment line says it's just a money grab. Well, she'll get donations, I guess from never Trumpers and, and, you know, just whatever, uh, Chamber of Commerce types and rhinos, she'll get donations, but does she actually get rich? I don't know. Again, maybe the speaking fees or maybe appearance fees go up, but, and she, by the way, never finishes a job. You know, she was governor of South Carolina. She was a UN secretary, uh, a UN ambassador, whatever she was under Trump. And she quits. That's what she does. She quits for uh, personal ambition. She's a terrible candidate. So now we have, I don't even know who else we got. We got uh, we got Trump. We got Nikki Haley. We're gonna have Pompeo. There'll be two or three others, and uh, nobody formidable yet. Not till DeSantis or Youngkin gets in. Is it gonna be somebody that Trump actually has to worry about? And as we've seen, he's gonna go overboard. He's gonna go. He's gonna get so silly and so so juvenile when it comes to these guys that it's. It's going to backfire, but we have so long to go to. It just seems too early to start doing this, but I guess Nikki wanted to jump in early. She got that woman, that Indian woman of color vote, which doesn't exist in the Republican Party. So good luck to her. All right, let's get to the uh, the other big news of the day. Is this, is this Trump? Has he chimed in yet on uh, Nikki? No, it's just him going nuts on rhinos. 
Is no, is this today? Uh, when did he post this? Uh, last night. Last night. <laughs> Donald J. Trump on Truth Social. Bill Maher dropping big. Ratings way down in second week. Substantially lower than his abysmal start. This experiment has already turned out to be a major failure. But in all fairness to Maher, CNN could kill anyone's career. Now, if only the rhinos who want to show how cool they are wouldn't put him on their shows. Put him on their shows? What rhino puts... What? What rhino puts Bill Maher on his show? I've been trying to think of one, and I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, I wish they would. I would love to see Bill Maher go on with Tucker or even Hannity, who you know, hate each other. That would be good. I'm surprised Bill Maher doesn't go on with Tucker. That would be great. But he doesn't, and no one's putting him on. And if, if I mean, they should. So Trump doesn't think, like, he should be on any rhinos, whatever. Whatever. He's just so dumb. I mean, that, that's... Uh, Bill Maher's ratings in his second week. I haven't even watched that yet. That CNN after show thing that they put on it like midnight on Friday. Trump's checking the ratings of Bill Maher, which is a show on HBO that they, that they simulcast on CNN. And Trump is tracking the ratings of that. Yep. Uh, Does he compare it to other shows on CNN? Cause I'm going to guess Bill Maher um, in comparison is doing pretty well compared to, you know, Don Lemon. Or Anderson Cooper. I got to check that out. I got to remind myself next uh, this Friday night to watch the after show. I guess he swears and they didn't, they don't catch them all, but that's fine. They should. It's midnight on cable. He should swear. But uh, Bill Maher, even when Bill Maher goes full uh, anti-woke and anti-cancel culture, he, he still maintains one thing which pleases his core audience. He hates Trump. I mean, he hates him on a, on a visceral level. And he, even if he's, you know, defending free speech and as other going counter to most liberals, you know, defending the bill of rights, they hate that. Even when he does that, he doesn't miss a chance to take a shot at Trump. So that will uh, continue. And I don't know how the ratings, I'll just wait for Trump to tell me next week how his ratings are doing. (laughs) Checking ratings for a show at midnight on CNN, but uh, uh, the the uh, I think I think the story of this week is the story of most weeks. It's it's the utter incompetence of the Biden administration. We had a couple of updates on uh, on East Palestine. People aren't doing well. One I've seen I don't know six, eight, ten interviews with people in Palestine. I, I don't know why it's pronounced that way, but I'm going to go with it. And they're all saying there's no one here to help us. One guy said that the, the feds took over a, uh, a store of some kind, like a hardware store or something as their, as their headquarters there and just t- told the guy to leave. <laughs> we're, we're taking over. And they're giving no answers to the people there. People who have kids who are getting sick, who are, who are seeing dead chickens and dead fish and wondering if they're all going to die. And they know nothing. They know they have to you know turn on cable news to find out what's going on. Uh, it is a scary time. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories about why the Biden administration is just so apathetic about the situation. And I think the best one is that is Trump country. That county, I believe, is over 70 percent supported Donald Trump. They're white working class people. They are not woke. If that train derailment happened in Martha's Vineyard, 
it would be, there would be a 9 million feds there just giving people everything they could, you know, putting them up in luxury hotels. It'd be leading all the news stations, but it's, it's just a small, dirty working class town in Ohio. They, they don't, they don't support Joe Biden. So Joe Biden doesn't support them, but even more bizarre to me is the latest on the, uh, on the attack of the UFOs. If you missed this yesterday, Try to get your mind around. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously trying to make some sense of it. Obviously, the easiest answer for anything that the Biden administration does is incompetence. Corruption and incompetence are some kind of combination. But let me see. We're going to get to that CBS report, which was eye-opening. But let me see if I have this straight. They waited a week or more to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon. They let it go all the way across the Pacific Ocean, across Alaska, across parts of Canada, the continental U.S., all the way to South Carolina. Everybody was demanding they take it down, shoot it down, blow it up. They wait and wait and wait till it collects as much intelligence as it can. Then they shoot it down over the Pacific Ocean, I mean, Atlantic Ocean. Then, and they try to find the debris and they try to spin it and say, yeah, we, we didn't want to hurt any civilians. Well, what happened to hurting civilians when the next three objects in three straight days were shot down, one over Alaska, one over Canada, one over Lake Huron? Uh, Whatever happened to worrying about civilians then? It was the same place that the previous balloon went, the same areas, the same unpopulated lands. and not everyone wanted to know. We started this question, asking this question Monday, like, what were they? And some of the media asked if they were <laughs> if they were aliens from outer space, if they were extraterrestrials, and they actually asked that of the press secretary and of a of a U.S. general, and they said they wouldn't rule it out. They wouldn't rule out aliens anyway. So now they're saying it might they were they probably just benign weather balloons. Oh, good. So they're not spies; they're weather balloons. And we're shooting them down with F-16s and Sidewinder missiles? What sense does that make? If they're indeed benign, why are we shooting them down? The spy balloon was not benign. That was collecting intelligence. That was working for China. That was from China. And we didn't shoot it down. So we don't shoot down spy balloons, but we do shoot down weather balloons. It sounds to me like they're just trying to save face. Sounds to me like Joe Biden just didn't want to hear the criticism again if these balloons went across the U.S. and Canada and someone saw them or someone got photos of them or some his commercial airline has spotted it. He, he says, let's, let's just blow them out of the sky now. Don't worry about it. Figure out what they are later. I'm pretty sure that's the stance. That's all we know from the administration is that they don't know what they are necessarily, but they're gone. We killed them. <laughs> we took them out. Those those benign weather balloons. Does everybody feel better now knowing the commander in chief will use military, use the military, use F-16s from the Air Force, use Sidewinder missiles, which cost a half a million bucks each to take out weather balloons? Wait till the weather channel finds out. <laughs> they're just trying to track the weather. And they're blowing them out of the sky. What is going on? Uh, and I think, as usual, <laughs> yeah, everyone's joking about balloons, including Pete Buttigieg. I'm sure the people of East Palestine 
we're thrilled to hear Buttigieg making jokes about how much stuff he has to deal with. You know, we had this and that and balloons and made a little joke. But uh, let's get to that CBS report because this is amazing. They report that the balloon left China and we knew it the whole time. It was coming here to spy on us and we let it spy on us before we took it out. This is something. Uh, And then we can hear from John Kirby who admits, or KJP, they both admit that it was probably nothing, just benign, just just blew up a weather balloon, no big deal, let's move on. But first, let's hear from uh, uh, Nora O'Donnell on CBS. In Washington, there is breaking news tonight on that Chinese spy balloon. CBS News has just learned that U.S. intelligence watched the high-flying airship as it lifted off near China's south coast. That means the U.S. military had been tracking it for nearly a week before it entered U.S. airspace, longer than originally known. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House. So, Nancy, they were watching this from the beginning? They were, Nora, and what they saw was this balloon heading east from China towards Guam and Hawaii, but then it took a sharp northward turn, a beeline towards Alaska. They also revealed today that the three subsequent objects they shot down probably were not involved in spying. I like how uh, uh, they were so on top of it, they saw it lift off. They saw it leave China, go over Hawaii, pretty sure that's part of us, and then head to Alaska, and then head to Montana, and and all our uh, sensitive military installations. But let's keep it going. I want to I want to get to the point where they admit the admit the other the ones we got. We're not a threat. We're not spying on us. Follow up question. So why would we shoot them down? <laughs> Nobody has an answer. Can we keep playing it? Yep. Three objects shot down this weekend may have been harmless research balloons. That's now a leading theory for the intelligence community. There's strong consideration that these uh, objects are indeed benign. They won't know for sure until they find the debris. They're in very difficult terrain. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff described the challenge. One object came down in the Arctic Circle, where it's minus 40 degrees. The second came down in a hard-to-reach part of the Canadian Rockies. And the third plunged into Lake Huron, a couple hundred feet deep. We'll get them eventually, but it's going to take some time to recover those. He defended the decision to scramble fighter jets to shoot them down and acknowledged that the first missile fired over Lake Huron missed its target. First shot missed, uh, second shot hit. New cockpit audio reveals that even the pilots were perplexed by what they saw. Uh, I can see like lines coming down below. Pentagon officials have offered intriguing descriptions of the objects. One looked like a metallic drum. Another was cylindrical and carried a tethered payload. Another was octagonal in shape with strings attached. What are these things? Who sent them here? And what are they doing here? GOP senators argued today that the public deserves more answers from the commander in chief who ordered the objects shot down. I mean, my phone's ringing off the wall and we got a president of the United States and I see an We asked White House officials if the president has any plans to make public comments about these objects. And all they would say is that he continues to be briefed and takes the situation very seriously. That is, this is just so remarkable to me. The president has said nothing. 
the 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 weather balloon uh, was you know whatever ten days ago. Then Friday, that'd be five days ago, was the first one over Alaska. Then the one over Canada was Saturday. Then the one Sunday over Lake Huron was just before the Super Bowl on Sunday. And the president scrambles fighter jets, shoots them out of the sky, and says nothing. Does does not come out of his his hole to give to make a statement to the American people. But listen to how casual and cavalier they are. Yeah, those things that we shot down with uh, our, our jets, probably nothing. What? <laughs> Hold on. So we don't have the ability to identify whether it's hostile and it's spying illegally uh, or it's checking the weather. We don't have the, but the, the, the pilot says it's smaller than a car and has some things, some ropes or wires hanging off it. Yeah, so, so that's reason to shoot it out of the sky. Do you have any doubt that in the next two years we're going to shoot down something we really shouldn't have shot down? Oh, yeah. Whether it's a private aircraft or some foreign country's planes that did, had, had had every right to be where they were. And we're going to shoot it down because Joe Biden is just so confused or whoever. Mark Milley is probably making the call. I love when we, Mark Milley stands up there proudly and says, yeah, we took it out in the second shot. Wait, so you used two half a million dollar Sidewinder missiles to take out some weather balloon. And now we have the joint, the head of the joint chiefs saying, yeah, you know, we got it. We got it. Also, it's like talking about, you know, taking out a threat to this country, taking out, uh, you know, whatever, bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, we got him. You got him. <laughs> if we have got what yeah, they if, won't say, if we have top gun pilots missing car sized balloons, we should probably do more training as well. That's that's a good point too. You missed. I mean, we really have to use missile. The thing was only 20,000 feet, the third one. And it's just floating along some kind of, I don't know who's controlling it, checking the weather, monitoring, you know, weather patterns and our fighter jets take it out. And the head of the joint chief stands up to pr- proudly proclaim that we got it. God, that's incredible. I want to play that. We don't need KJP again. We'll, we'll get to her. Uh, her, her most remarkable moment from yesterday, which is legendary. But I want Kirby answering the question, explaining how it's probably nothing, <laughs> and trying to piece this all together. Let's listen to uh, sp- the the I guess the the only competent spokesman they have, former admiral, who is uh, plays second fiddle to KJP because he's a, a white man. I mean, he's a liar and he's a shill and he's, he should be ashamed of himself, but he's, he just certainly does a better job of uh, uh, discussing things, answering questions than she does. But listen to what he says about the three UFOs we took out over the weekend. Joining me now is NSC coordinator for strategic communications, John Kirby. John, good to have you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, um, Katie. So yesterday at the briefing when we were watching, you didn't have a, a good idea about what these objects were, whether they were commercial, benign, or maybe the, the work of a foreign government. Today, there's, am I getting the terms right, a leading explanation? Am I, am I right yeah. about that? Yeah, a possible leading explanation here that uh, that we're beginning to develop uh, in concert with uh, the intelligence community and with civilian aviation authorities is that uh, these very well could be uh, balloons uh, of a completely benign nature, uh, perhaps uh, commercial uh, or scientific research uh, sort of a, fo- a focus there. Uh, again, we don't know for sure, Katie, because we haven't recovered that debris. And, and I want to you know caveat it. We, we would like to be able to see for ourselves to be sure. Uh, but based on 
on the um, flight characteristics, uh, the visual confirmation by the pilots, uh, and some other data that we're putting to it. Um, one sort of, well, leading indi indication could be uh, that they were uh, actually b benign balloons. Hold on. <laughs> okay, no big deal. We just shot down benign balloons. Benign balloons. We, we, you know, the whole country's whether we're under attack from the Chinese or the Russians or whatever, and this clown just admits they were benign. They don't tell you any more than that, like who owns them or what they were doing there. But And, you know, the media will probably move on. But they're admitting that the, what they did, and it's just, I mean, it's a scandal. It's, it's nuts. And I guess you'd, we should expect nothing different from this White House. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to uh, KJP. Her answer, when someone asked, and it's a long question from James Rosen of Newsmax, asked this long question about different strengths and weaknesses that, that Biden has. Does he, to, uh, did, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a weird question. He says, does he realize he's good at some things and not so good at others? And is he trying to focus on the things he does well and on and on and on? I'm going to give you KJP's answer and, uh, and, a, and a montage of uh, Joe Biden's finest moments over the last two years. But first, are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just for taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I've partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, a 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by the tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. Uh, let's get to my favorite moment from yesterday. We got the question. Oh, no, don't. I don't want the question. It's too long. But the statement that, that KJP makes, cringe Jean-Pierre makes, talking about her boss, which is just, I mean, the, I, I, I guess... I guess you'd call it a lie, but it's uh, it's just it's so comical. Uh, they're still pretending they've they've been pretending for two years that their boss is coherent, lucid, on the ball, you know, by every every piece of evidence, every every video, every statement, every chance we get, we we see how uh, how ridiculous it is to claim that that Joe Biden is indeed a, a, a good communicator, but that's what she said. He's the best of us. Let's watch. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be <laughs> able to, anyway, from, from, uh, uh, Char excuse me, from Charlotte, one uh, another line going from in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. America is a nation <laughs> that can be defined in a single word. 
I was going to put him uh, put the idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons: one, to because we haven't been able to communicate it in a way oh, that God. is. Uh, um, let me say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. The... Um, <laughs> The best communicator we have, I'm afraid that might be true, but that is sad. That is just sad. And it's not going to get any better. Uh, we, we are in for another two years if, you know, of uh, just one bumbling, stumbling moment after another. And uh, maybe compared to, you know, her, compared to Jean-Pierre, compared to Kamala, Buttigieg. Buttigieg is articulate, but he's a liar and he's a... And, and he's incompetent, um, but uh, that's the best communicator they have. That is frightening. All right, we got much more to get to. Let's get to. Uh, oh, we got a lot of sports here. We got a lot of sports. We got Aaron Rodgers, who we told you about, who's going to head in to a dark room for four days. We got Tiger Woods laying it all out the line, which I love. He's going to play a real tournament. This weekend, he's probably going to struggle. He's probably going to limp. He's probably going to suck. He's probably going to miss the cut, but he's doing it anyway. And you got to respect that. Uh, I don't respect this. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, uh, we, I don't even know how to say that thing, the drug, that hallucinogenic he, he takes, ayahuasca. 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 Yep. Have you, have you ever dabbled in that, Ironhead? I have not dabbled, no. Uh, it's a mind-expanding drug. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, drug treatment. Um, and uh, he's pivoted from ayahuasca to isolation this year, says uh, SB Nation. The Packers quarterback is talking to uh, his buddy, Pat McAvee, says he isn't sure about his future yet, but he will be attending a darkness retreat where he hopes to gain some insight into sensory deprivation. Yeah. Uh, he hopes to emerge and tell the world whether he plans to return to the Packers, retire, or request a trade. I'm guessing he's going to request a trade. Um, this is the latest mind-expanding passion that Rogers is seeking. What does he hope to achieve? And what do the people who run this camp promise? It must be a real easy camp to run. You shut the lights off. You slide a few vegetables under the door. And you let them sit in there for four days. I hope they have a bathroom in there. Uh, yoga, the yogis, uh, ins they, they instruct them to spend extended time alone in a sealed off room with an absence of light. This coupled with the practice of techniques designed to hone imagination. This is going to hone his imagination. Uh, there's a belief that those who master being in darkness can come face to face with deities. It's also practiced under strict supervision. It can last periods of a few hours up to a few years. <laughs> a few years? Andy Dufresne got uh, a month in the whole 
he came out of it stronger. Maybe it'll work for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, under uh, this model, attendees are placed in a locked dark cabin for a predetermined amount of time. You don't even know what time is uh, when you're in a dark room without a watch or a clock, do you? How do you even know? Uh, there's unlimited water, but the only food made available are two vegan meals provided through a two-way box in the door. Uh, unlike uh, the Buddhist tradition, there's no focus on religious enlightenment, but rather an increased emphasis on detox with a lot of promises on what else this is supposed to do. Um, their, their website uh, uh, continually references cultures doing this for thousands of years. Um, he's going, I believe, this week. I was trying to find the exact date. He'll be going into darkness. Matt Rogers told McAfee he would attend the retreat for four days and, and emerge with an answer about his future. He can bet on it. He can bet on what, what he's going to do. I'm betting he's going to uh, demand a trade, end up hopefully in New York. But this is, this is bizarre. I mean, it sounds awful. It sounds like torture. Hell, my, I mentioned before, uh, my best friend went to prison last year. And the COVID measure, federal prison, the COVID measure before you got out was three weeks in isolation, three weeks in solitary. And he said it was hell. You know, the regular prison was like minimum security was easy. But typical federal government, this was their answer to, to, to COVID. Before you got out, they did it before you got in, which I understood you had to pass a test negative and all that, before he left the prison. And he said he never knew what time it was. He didn't know what day it was. The only, the only indication he had that it was morning is that because there was no window, was they slid breakfast in, and then he knew it was morning. And then after dinner, they slide the dinner in, he knew it was night. This, not, he's not even going to know when it's morning, noon, night. This might drive him even crazier. He's a weird guy, but this might drive him insane. And I don't see this catching on. Even if he comes out and he has a great season, you think people are going to say, I got to try that? No, no, no way. I don't even, I never understand why more guys don't do exactly what Brady does. I mean, guys like whatever, Mahomes or Joe Burrow, young guys, Josh, Josh Allen. If nothing else, you say, if I do what Brady does, I can play as long as really play. You might not play as well as Brady or win as much or stay avoid injury as much. But for strictly for longevity, I would think you'd get the whole plan. Brady's schedule, what Brady does and how much he eats and drinks and how many massages he gets and says, I will try that. I think there should be people who do that. I can't imagine there's anybody who's going to do what Aaron Rodgers does. And I, again, I like watching him play. I like him because he fought the uh, crazy vax mandates and I hope he ends up with the Jets and we get to see him a lot, see him in New York. That'll be fun. But I don't think this is going to help. I don't think this is going to sharpen your focus, Aaron. Uh, but uh, good luck. My prediction, he doesn't last four days. I know I wouldn't. Even if he knows that's the plan, four days in about a day, two days at most, he's going to say, get me out of here. I wonder if... Hey, you think they have a safe word or do you think yeah, it's a locked room? What if they don't let you out? What if they say you, you promised to do four days, you're going to do four days. That sounds like hell on earth, but uh, let's get to tiger. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about uh, tiger this weekend, no more football, but we do have the greatest clutch performer ever performing under pressure, which I love. Uh, but first, 
Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, Tiger's playing this weekend. First time in a while. First time he's walked 72 holes, or he's hoping. First time he's played this year. Uh, he hasn't played since the British Open in July, which was a disaster. He shot a 78-75, limped around the course, the old course, and missed the cut. He made the cut at the U.S. Open and the PGA, but he's a year older, and he's talking about uh, how his ankle bothers him when he walks a lot. He's 47. Even if he were healthy, he probably wouldn't make the cut, probably wouldn't win. But I think it's so impressive to me. And I used to, I've had, I've gone back and forth with Tiger. Obviously, when he went through his scandals, he was tough to root for. He was a terrible father, a terrible husband. We've seen that. If you read, if you read the the most recent uh, uh, biography about him, you can understand why he's such a bad father and husband. He was raised by really bad people, people who stiffed, you know, didn't give, didn't pay his, his golf coaches, people who didn't approve of his girlfriends, just, just bad people. His, his parents were awful parents. Uh, and he uh, in turn was not a great, he's, he's come around. He's it certainly seems like he's uh, learned his lesson and has become a good father. But when you do to their mother, what he did to their mother, it's hard to say he's a good father, the way he treated Elon and the way he messed around and, and lied to her. But that was a long time ago. And I was impressed Winners when win. he played right after the scandals and he got booed and hooted on and, and uh, they had the plane with the banner that said, Tiger, Tiger practices bootyism. <laughs> and they just, made his life miserable. Hell, they had, like TMZ had cameras outside the the clinic he went to for a sex addiction. Talk about humiliating. Uh, but he he persevered. He made it through. He came back. He won again. He performed well again. And I like that. I like when guys perform well under pressure. This takes balls. And I know it's only golf. And I know people are all rooting for him and they all love him now. And the other players adore him and, He's, it's come full circle. He's a fan favorite again. But you risk really embarrassing yourself on the golf course. It's easy to do. You, whatever, you can, you know, just hit it sideways. And you can suck. And you can miss three-foot putts. And you could limp. And you could just look old. He doesn't need this. You know, he's made a billion, literally a billion dollars. He doesn't need this. And he's doing it anyway, which I think is pretty cool. We, uh, you know, we criticize athletes all the time for their effort or, or their, or their priorities. This guy's out there to win at the age of 47 against the best players in the world. And there's going to be a camera 
following his every move, whether it's a bad shot or it's a, or, or, you know, or he just looks bad or he's limping or he's hobbling around. It could end in humiliation and he knows it and he's doing it anyway. And I love it. Let's listen to him yesterday. Asked about, asked if he really is going out there thinking he can win the tournament. Go ahead. Tiger, you referenced Arnie and Gary playing 50 plus masters. Is there any part of your competitive DNA that would nope. allow you to enjoy? Nope. I'm not playing that many. Sorry. But like, I'm Sorry. Not, is, in tournament golf, is there, yeah. you know, you, you <clears throat> reference like the history of the game and uh-huh. the celebration people. If you're 60 and you don't wake up with the irrational belief, I could win this tournament, could you still enjoy any of it? I, I, I don't, I have not come around to the idea of being, if, if, I, if I'm playing, I'm playing to win, okay? I know that players have played and they are ambassador of the game and trying to grow the game. I, I, I can't have my mind. I can't wrap my mind around that uh, as as a competitor. If I'm if I'm playing in the event, I'm I'm going to try and beat you. Um, I'm there to get a W. Okay, so I, I don't understand that making a cut's a great thing. Um, I, if I enter the event, uh, it's always to to get a W and. Uh, there, there will come a point in time when my body will not allow me to do that anymore. And it's probably sooner than later. Um, but wrapping my head around that, that, that transition and being an ambassador role and just playing and just trying to be out here with the guys. No, that's not in my DNA. Um, ambassador role and hosting events like this and hosting the, the Genesis Invitational um, or Hero and doing those type of things. I, I totally get it. Uh, but as a player, you know, I flip the hat around and become a player. Um, from a player standpoint, it, yeah, I'm, I'm here to get that W. He's not going to get the W, but uh, if he makes the cut, it's a good story. And you know what else is going to happen here? Suckers are going to bet on him. Like I'm guessing you're thinking about putting five bucks on him, Ironhead. I just put forty bucks on him to make the cut. Forty bucks to make. What are the odds of him making the cut? Uh, it's plus two hundred right now. Plus two hundred to make the cut. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess you can't fool the the bookmakers because they know he's 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 old, he's broken. I mean, I was just looking at the injury, you know, the the, the car crash when he was speeding in his uh, Genesis. Uh, he uh, they're talking about how when he can't take a card, he ends up hobbling and limping and everything. And uh, I mean, it was just brutal injury, and, and it was. Uh, it was only a few years ago. Let me get the. Uh, he suffered. He suffered mini, I don't know, compound open fractures to both the tibia and the fibula in his right leg during a single car accident two years ago. That's it. Two years ago, he suffered that injury, and he still hurts him. And he talks about I was, you know, when he walks, it hurts. And yet he's going to try and go out there anyway. And if you're just if you were playing a game with teammates who could predict you, if you were, you know, a running back or a whatever, a linebacker and you were old, you could, you probably, you know, everyone would know you really didn't have it anymore, but you wouldn't notice when you're a golfer and you're tiger and no one has performed under the cameras, under pressure more in the history of sports than tiger. We've been watching every movie he's made since he was a kid. And yet He's going to go out there and risk embarrassing himself. And uh, I hate to be a cynic, 
I'm going to predict it's not going to go well. I'll give him credit. He's going to get a big ovation as he limps up 18 on uh, Friday, but he's going to go home. He's not going to make the weekend, but that's okay. At least he's going to try. All right. We got to wrap this up. Oh, we never got to the uh, former NBC host, maybe we'll MSNBC contributor who was told by the bosses she couldn't criticize Hillary. We can get that. Save that one. I like that story. And, uh, and a Yale professor who has a solution for overpopulation. He wants all old people to kill themselves. That's a Yale <laughs> professor. As I, you know, it applies to Yale too. I always say the dumbest people go to Harvard. Well, lots of the dumbest people go to Yale and learn from fools like this, but uh, we will save that for another day. We will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening and commenting. What do you think, Ironhead? You skipping breakfast today? I'm skipping breakfast. I haven't, I don't even. Skipping breakfast. Hey, you know, by the end of the year, you'll have all, think of all the money you'll save. Think of of all the abs I'll have. Yeah. You'll have abs. You'll have money. You know, you'll, uh, you'll feel better, healthier. I I, I mean, I, you're just supposed to not eat or you're supposed to eat something cheaper. I'll just eat, I'll just eat lettuce wraps for lunch and then uh, I, will, I will send you, I will send you the story. Maybe it'll have a step-by-step guide to how to save money by not eating any eggs. There's a solution for everything in the, in the Joe Biden era, but uh, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to go have some breakfast, but all right. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan show and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.